It meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die. Anyone could die. Anyone Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are still talking about the apocalypse. How long does the apocalypse go on, Gary? It, uh, it, you know, eventually. Don't worry, onslaught is coming. Oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that I think that's the next major, uh, major crossover. It might the Phalanx Covenant might have no Phalanx Covenant was before this. Um, yeah, I think onslaught. The Phalanx next. Covenant onslaught was before bad. this, really? Yeah, yeah, uh, because that's where uh, Blink. Oh yeah, was yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I think Blink Phoenix Count is 94. 94. Yeah, this is ninety five. So, um, you know, and then Maximum Security, and then a whole bunch of Search for Cyclops. Yeah, I've never read any of the yeah. Search for Cyclops stuff. I, I feel like it's better <laughs> referred to than it is uh, actually read. So, yeah, it's it's a. I've read uh, the twelve, which is what causes the Search for Cyclops, and it's extremely bad and dumb. Oh, excellent! Good, uh, good, it's, good, good. It, it's a really bad crossover. Um, this is, I think this is like the last good X-Men crossover of the nineties. Like I, I have some affection. Like I remember reading the, the stuff that's around onslaught, which is when they introduced like Celia Rays and, and maggot and Joseph mm-hmm. and stuff. And I remember, at, you know, Marrow joins the team. I remember like having some mild affection for that, but it was when I was in the pocket of uh, Joe Madra era for the art, you know, and it was, it was mostly, I was just reading it for the, for that art. Yeah. than anything. So. Goodbye, 90s X-Men. Uh, can we talk about the cover of Astonishing X-Men number three and how far apart Rogue's boobs are? They are two different directions. Kind of like, yep, they are pointing uh, in two different directions. It's like a Mexican standoff. It's like the end of Reservoir Dogs with boobs firing a gun. It's yeah. weird. The older I get and the more of these comic books I consume, it is stranger and stranger that comic book artists just for a long time didn't bother. Like, it just felt like, I don't know if this was like directed from on high, if Stanley just wanted women to look like this, but it's just, it's just like they didn't even bother to look at anything. Like, nope, we gotta, we gotta make it as fucking weird as possible. And I guess hot at the same time. We, we think this is hot and we're going to put it in there. Um, yeah, this definitely feels like that. Although like, I kind of dig the action pose. Like she's, she's, you know, rogue is like busting some stuff up. That's cool. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the weird oversized boobs pointed in two totally different directions is very strange to me. Yeah, it's also a very thin rogue. Yeah, well, you know, which yeah. is which is really weird, like incredibly like narrow waist and stuff. Uh, speaking of which, did you see that um, Gamut fan movie? I saw that made? it was out. I did not watch it. Uh, I watched it. Okay. Do we need to do an episode uh, on it? Do you want to save this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I think it would actually be kind of fun. Like it's it's a little bit bad. It's like a fan work. Sure. You know, like fan works are are like that. But it's surprisingly like. I found a mild amount of enjoyment in it, if I'm being super honest. 
uh, it was just like, oh, like this is, you know, kind of fun action, you know, and it's impressive that just some dudes made this. Uh, so it might be a fun episode for like another live thing or something like that. How does it compare to the um, like fan made Uncharted movie that was a few years ago? Uh, I've never seen that, unfortunately. What about the fan? What about the fan made? Um, I think it was a Mortal Kombat and Batman crossover, or was it Alien <laughs> and Batman or something? I Certainly, haven't seen that. I, I think the only fan movie I've seen is the Fallout fan movies, and those are pretty lame. Yeah, I can't. Uh, can't imagine. Yeah. I, I I I can't imagine anything less interesting than a live action Fallout. Like it just feels like it's. it's I mean, I, I. What what's the hook? Like what? Like is it the tactical gameplay? <laughs> like what do <are> you? Yeah. <laughs> Is it the involved procedural about tactics? Yeah. Right. Like, what do you like? Is it, is it, are they just going to name it like a dog dog meat and like call that a day? Like (laughs) basically the the, the thing about that TV show that's coming out is it's the Westworld people, which I think means that it will have like an interesting premise and then like waste it because that's not go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because every, every season of Westworld starts off like the coolest thing you've ever seen and ends like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, That was dumb as hell. Uh, And it's a really consistent arc. Like begins really promising. That makes me very happy that I have not bothered with Westworld after the first season. Like even, even the interesting yeah. premise stuff that I kept hearing about it of like, Oh, they're in feudal Japan. And I was like, Nope, not, not going to do it. Not going to trick me. It, it is cool. It just adds up to nothing. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Um, unlike astonishing X-Men, which is also a little like filler issue stuff. I think like, it's kind of weird. Like looking at astonishing X-Men, this is so based on just fighting one dude. Yeah. You know, that this this is basically this whole section of the crossover is like let's keep holocaust busy <laughs> for four issues you know and let's get to know wildcat and bleak um yeah yeah so we're Wild we're gonna child. start let's... out uh i guess to keep people up uh or to keep people around um they they know where holocaust is so um yeah holocaust has grabbed Sabretooth, who sent wild Ch- wild child um out to basically to go yeah tell tell the rest of the x-men where his like plant was yes um and he Uh, he he is being chased by a bunch of these infinites and gets shot from the back um and the the text is really like specific here of like if it was just another inch and a half it would have severed his spinal column and i'm like okay cool narrator good yeah good info all right jeff Loeb, who did the dialogue in this uh, this issue um and like there's a there's a lot more about wild child than anybody ever wanted you know uh, here in terms of internal monologue yeah. about uh, what he is like, um, you know, Holocaust grabs him, stomps on him, and uh, a lot of this issue is just Holocaust doing villain monologues mm-hmm. about stuff. Um, and he, there's not a lot to his character. Like this character does not work real well for me uh, as a guy. I understand if you read those um, those prequel comics of this, like we get to see when he was another guy, and he, he became this weird energy shell uh thing and he's got a lot of angst about it you know um he starts talking about uh you know how he's taking on uh you know he's stepping on him you know don't give up you're going to be trampled under the feet of holocaust but then we find out this is a fake yes uh holocaust we're gonna get some real monologues later don't worry but uh this is morph and there's lots of morph shtick in this issue <laughs> man why is logan not on this team logan would be just loving yeah. every moment of this just cut over to logan watching from a telescreen <laughs> he's, he's just dying <laughs> literally slapping <laughs> knees man slapping his yeah. fucking knees i like this um, his, his stump on the knee on the i think on the second panel uh that were or the yes the second page where holocaust shows up you see him from behind 
And I don't know what the like red energy stuff is supposed to be, like if it's a skeletal framework or being held together or whatever, but like, man, those shoulders, huh? Like those go mm-hmm. like if you just like if you took the skeleton out of the shell, it would look fucking wild. Like Yeah. You got shoulders from here to yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um the set of shoulders on that guy. Um so he uh he holds up Wild Child. He's talking about uh he's talking to these infinites. You know, he's like, Oh, you'll obey my orders. You know, I'm going to kill him, make him a gift to, to Apocalypse. And he says, or we can put on a show. He snaps and gains a, a top hat. Uh, so we now know, of course, this is Morph. Yep. And then and uh, the Infinites are idiots. They have not been briefed uh, <laughs> on Morph. <laughs> Do you think that they just didn't tell him? Like, this is the three, these are the three new guys. And they were like, oh, Morph is going to ruin these dudes. Yeah, I have no there's, idea. There's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no time to, uh, to finish training. You have to go out now. Uh, they're just right before they got to the Morph unit. Um, we only went up through Magneto. Um, and when they, they know they see this distraction, Sunfire is there floating in the air, uh, tells them surrender. They don't, and they get set on fire. Yeah. I think this is kind of a cool uh, panel at the very bottom where he like, mm-hmm. it's just like this white hut and he's all in the black behind in the, in the center. Like that looks really, really cool to me. Like the art here is. Oh yeah, is man. Really yeah. Sunfire's Age of Apocalypse design is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, dig it. Um, you know, so he's basically annoyed at Morph's poor shit. You know, uh, that's generally the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do, except for except look at look at Wild Child. He's like Wolverine Junior. Look at the big smile he's got. On his <laughs> he's face. he's loving this, my man. He's into it too. <laughs> if you're if you're half Beast Man, you love Morph's shit. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to really play to your audience, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is sublingual Beast Man. Like, um, yeah. So uh, Rogue and Morph uh, show up. They were trying, you know, they've rescued Wild Child. Wild Child is trying to tell Rogue, like, where Sabretooth is and what happened. Uh, and uh, he can't speak, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, he's Wild Child uh, because Xavier died. Because I'm pretty sure this guy can speak in the yeah, uh, in fight. Xavier died and this uh, dude didn't learn didn't learn how to talk. Like, yeah. That's- Xavier was busy that week. He, he taught Wild mm-hmm. Child how to speak. Um, so Wild Child knows how Rogue's powers work. Uh, so he licks <laughs> Rogue's face to... Not, give uh not cool give her the memories yeah what slurp. is this guy ubisoft employee what are you doing he's he's already touching her like look look at it look at oh, those thumb. his yeah. thumb is touching her yeah the lick is purely for sport like he's just <laughs> been waiting lick. to do this for a while yeah fucking gross man kyle come on dude yeah uh but yeah. So, so th- this gives rogue the memories yeah so she absorbs this stuff and also starts like growling and her fingernails get super long through her gloves like that looks really cool i think um mm-hmm. and it's time to go find holocaust um who is still just dragging Sabretooth around by the hair and yelling at him a whole lot uh, we thought yeah. he was dead in the last issue but he is not he's awake uh, be- before we go to get to that mm-hmm. morph does tell wild child uh after we take down holocaust we're gonna get you a yummy treat nice (laughs) just like the x-men treating their like their subhuman x-men as subhumans will never not be funny to me like you imagine like if i offered you a treat hey at least uh in this issue morph gets to be table boy for a little while so he does he does become a table like we (laughs) we do get some table stuff i feel like morph should be the one being offered a treat yeah absolutely like this is there's a ranking and like they're gonna really abuse this ranking system here in a little while (laughs) morph is barely above wild child (laughs) (laughs) sabershooth's pet x-man um Um, 
I do like so Holocaust drags Sabretooth over and is like, "Oh, I'm glad you're you're alive. I, I get to kill you again." And Sabretooth tells him to go to Hades, and I'm like, "What are we? Yeah, what are we doing here?" It's a big X Men thing, man. Like that used to happen all the time in Chris Claremont X Men. Like all kinds of like Callisto and Storm whispering "Go to Hades" at people. It's fucking wild. Don't dude. know why. Uh, it's like Nintendo of America localized this, and they couldn't say hell. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's showing. Uh, Nemesis is showing, or uh, Holocaust. Rather, Holocaust is showing, um, uh, Sabretooth, Sabretooth uh, his, his the the center of Apocalypse's empire, and he's basically starts hinting that he's going to do more than Apocalypse did. Yes, like he's going to create infinite, like these infinites, and actually destroy the world. You know, it's it's different than what Apocalypse wants, which is like survival of the fittest. Like Holocaust wants a worse version of it. Yeah, Holocaust is going to make an army of millions of infinites. Um, but yeah. he did not skip leg day. Look at that dude. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's he, fucking he ripped. Dude, his cows are just. Broken. He didn't skip shoulder day at all. No, no, he's never skipped shoulder never day. Skipped shoulder day. Um, he he goes on more villain speeches of saying like, and you know, Sabretooth is like, hey, I've beat you before. I'll beat you again. I was like, well, no, absolutely, you actually didn't. Um, and this is kind of where we learned that he's not into the survival of the fittest thing. Um, he but he's also going to kill Sabretooth. Like this is just a lot of back and forth about Holocaust. And I don't particularly care about it. Like there's way more yeah, interesting it, shit happening than this. Yeah. This, this is not particularly good. Like this villain was not set up. Yeah. You know, so just having, and also Sabretooth is not somebody I have tons of emotional attachment to you know, on this. Like he is our, uh, age of apocalypse. Sabretooth is our hero Wolverine figure on the team. But like, you know, this whole comic is a lot of, I know somebody I don't care about that much fighting. Somebody I don't care about that much. Yep. Um, we get a flashback as Sabretooth's being beat up to uh, him and Wolverine when they're both uh, on the X-Men, I believe. Sure. Uh, during a brief time when they overlapped, because Sabretooth used to be on Apocalypse's side. Um, they're evacuating a building that's on fire. Uh, Sabretooth smells somebody behind a door, won't leave them behind, uh, even though Wolverine wants to leave, and they find Baby Blink. Yep. Um, um, and we cut to the current timeline where, you know, Blink is yep. telling this story to everybody and they're like, Blink, we fucking know. All right. You've told this a million times. We don't care about this relationship. We all like Sabretooth. He's on our yeah. team. Like, stop telling us this. And, uh, she, the rogue literally says that we all know how important Victor is to you. <laughs> yeah, Blink. we know we get it. Yeah. Also, uh, Blink has a, a superpower. Yes. Uh, and that superpower is to teleport people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she can go wherever. However, uh, they've decided to transport themselves by having Morph turn into like the side, like a, a piece of siding for all the X-Men to ride on and for Sunspot to carry. I um. Uh, so the first time I saw this panel, I just assumed that they had stolen like a piece of like they had you know, somebody's b- busted out a wall somewhere. And they, yeah. And then you see that like that Sunfire is carrying it. And I'm like, well, how is he not just burning this shit immediately? And then I had the thought of why don't they always do this? Like, I mean, like, why does yeah. it all, like we always see like the, the, the flyers carrying the one non flyer where the, this obviously is a better system. And then I saw the head on the left-hand corner and I was like, what in the fuck are we doing here? What are we, yeah, yeah. what are we, what is going on? <laughs> well, what, one reason why they don't always do this is because I don't think Sunfire has super strength. Like he's basically bench pressing four X-Men uh, right now. Um, it's real weird. And also, I don't know why his hands aren't burning Morph because as far as I know, Morph isn't immune to fire. Exactly. Like, yeah, th- this whole thing is pretty goofy. Uh, again, big Morph highlight issue. Um, he turns into a pirate, uh, and cr- turns his hand into a telescope. 
that he then puts his eye at the end of. It's real gross. I love that, dude. That is so amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, but that it's is fucking so it's great. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's just uh, another piece of evidence that, like, hanging out with Morph would just be fucking disgusting. Uh, you know, it'd be funny if you're Wolverine, but it would also be really gross because he'd be putting his eyeball on everything. This is my you know? second favorite telescope interaction after, like, the telescope in Demon Souls, which just puts the camera directly behind your back so you can see yourself using the telescope. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> uh, come on, Blue Point. Uh, don't, don't change that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, uh, Sunfire smacks Morph on the head and says, I'm sick of your stupid jokes. Do you have any dignity? Uh, and he basically does his Morph thing. Like, if I'm going to die, I want to do it with a smile on my face. This is the exact same interaction he had with Sabretooth, mm-hmm. uh, like two issues ago. So uh, Sunfire is the new Sabretooth in, t- in terms of the Morph dynamic. I love it. Uh, and then yep. Morph starts singing, singing in the rain because it's starting to rain and they fly off. Um and then we switch to the Xavier Institute, uh, where Magneto and Bishop are kind of facing off with each other. And Magneto is demanding from Bishop, uh, like, the ability to shoot somebody. Like, if everything goes as planned, they're going to send Bishop back in time to kill Legion. And he's got to be able to do that. Uh, but Bishop, of course, is having problems because plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, it, uh, it goes against what we're fighting for and stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know if this, this rings super true to me um you know but the uh you know he basically like if this is possible you're gonna have to kill um and he's basically saying we'd have to give everything up look at your son again and his uh, magneto's son i love how he, his age is so inconsistent in this like sometimes he's a baby and then sometimes and now he looks like fully like 11 years old or something yes 100 yeah. percent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um before they can really and also go ahead magneto doesn't need to be reminded that he's gonna lose his son <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, you know? it feels really weird all the way around, to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 Magneto being in so many of the issues that we're, we're dealing with this week is, is really bizarre to me. Like, he's, he's just fucking floating through time. Like, he's, you know, Danaris <laughs> Targaryen at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an intruder, though. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, uh-oh. And uh, Nanny notices this and becomes an egg. That's uh, she gets very a, fucking cool. This tentacles. I love. Yeah. I love that she just straight up turns into an egg with the child inside and like goes into the floor. Yep. Super fucking. Yep. Great. Drills into the floor. She's like a Mega Man enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um. The <laughs> like. Uh. And I love. Uh. Clearly, fourteen-year-old Charles' last words here, Daddy. Uh. As he looks very pubescent in this last frame, as they cannot draw him at a consistent age. Also, um, um, at the they have different DEFCONs, because of course they do. Yeah. And yeah. Magneto's line of, DEFCON Armageddon can only mean one thing, <laughs> Apocalypse is coming. Why didn't you call it DEFCON Apocalypse? Like, if you're just not going to do, know, that's, if you're not going to do colors. Why are you doing these code names, yeah. man? Like, I, like, it could just be DEFCON Abyss. Yeah, DEFCON you know, Holocaust. You, <laughs> yeah. Fucking A, Magneto. Um, so Apocalypse is on his way. It's, or Defcon uh, Morph. We gotta know if he's back in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful before you sit out because sniffers are about. The uh he's just gonna turn into every couch that you try to sit on. Um the uh so Holocaust is over there surveying his new army of infinites. You know, talking about them rushing across the globe, destroying everything. Um, you know, Apocalypse has never even dreamed of this. I'm gonna make Daddy proud. You know, um, he says survival of the fittest i'm saying nobody is fit enough yes like i'm gonna make things so horrible that nobody survives basically ending the world uh here 
Oh, um, we get the further adventures. <laughs> Say what? Elsewhere in the plant. <laughs> yeah, we, we get the further adventures of the infinites who haven't been briefed on morph. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most ridiculous way to to sneak into a like a, like a, a, a super high security like mm-hmm. building, which is have your shapeshifter pal turn into a giant whale and then put mm-hmm. you in his mouth and like beach himself onto the side of this thing and then all of these infinites are like how did a whale get here like it's a video yeah, from the, the internet the dialogue is great Dude. we've got an intruder on scan and it's a real big one <laughs> <laughs> come on man Dude. <laughs> like, uh, i love and i also love this the the way that they have drawn the whale eye in both panels is yeah. just hysterical yeah. to me because the first yeah. one is like yeah. literally like the i'm not looking at anything I'm, I'm above you kind of thing and then the second one is like yeah. got your ass and that's yeah. like, so fucking good it, it becomes uncle whale exactly. the second one looks yeah. like an uncle explaining the birds and the bees to a nephew like oh, very man. much like an uncle found your porn stash and is just like um, it's like I, I had an uncle once who told me about uh, growing wild pot. Okay, and uh, was telling me about his stash, uh, and I was a naive little kid, and he was like, "It's real good too." And because I was a little kid, I didn't think that my uncle smoked pot, uh, and I was uh, brainwashed by Dare. So I was like, "How do you know?" Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gary, poor innocent. I know, Gary. man. I was, I was really innocent, man. Like, it's, you never, never take a kid and make him grow up around a lot of drugs because you get a bunch of embarrassing stories about not knowing what drugs are. <laughs> I told I've I've told this story before about like finding my dad's coke mirror and just being like why is my dad looking at himself in bed, uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like I did not understand drugs as a kid. Oh, um, man. But yeah, then my uncle's like, but I smoked it, <laughs> and I was like, oh. My uncle was uh, a uh, is a super religious dude. He was very into Zelda two. That was the that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he makes the you know I just swam in but from Pepsi. My fins are tired. Like Morph is basically Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, and then it opens his mouth and a bunch of X-Men come out, <laughs> which is a very great frame. Uh, and this, like he belches a bunch of X-Men. Then he turns into an, an octopus and starts banging people around. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he's this, just all over the place. selling me on Morph. I, yeah, I don't, this, this issue is doing a lot of Morph work. <laughs> really putting yeah. in the Morph work. They, uh, yeah. they like, you know, take care of these people. And then he turns into a wall for them to look. He tur- I love that. He turns into a corner. Like <laughs> he turns into cover. <laughs> And the infinites are like, that wall wasn't there before, but it's a wall, I guess. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Blink sees Victor and just immediately teleports off. Um, and then she is like elsewhere that the X-Men or that these guys, the X-Men can also see. Um, but in front of Sabretooth, who I guess they're supposed to like, they're telling us that maybe he's dead because he's all chained up on this pole, but like, there's definitely no way that he's dead. Like, I, we he just survived no. the last issue, so I don't think he's gonna. I don't think this one is a concern. So. No, no, no. The the uh, the cliffhanger is just like Blink sees him and he's really beat up. Yeah. So, the yeah, next issue is going to be this part of the X Men fighting uh, Holocaust, probably, and then that's going to be uh, this story. Yep. And that's uh, the end of this issue. And I'm with you. This is um, um this feels like compared to some of the other arcs that we're dealing with, it feels very low stakes um just to be dealing with like one of these dudes. Uh but I guess this we're just like disconnected. Yeah. You know? Um but I guess somebody just really wanted to like do to outline their stand up routine with Morph. Like, what if Robin Williams was an actual yeah. shapeshifter? Like someone saw yeah. Aladdin <laughs> and was like, mm, I've got an idea. Yeah. Um the uh yeah, it's it's selling us on Morph. It's also selling us on Holocaust to like 
people were way into and they eventually, uh, you know, he made his way into the regular Marvel universe. So they had to do this setup stuff for Holocaust uh, eventually, even though I think he went away pretty quick. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the end of the end of this episode. Yeah. End of this issue. We're done. Uh, yeah, we're done. We'll be back in a couple days with more. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash TV. Mm-hmm. It's a cool place to be. Yeah. You could also leave a review. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be um, awesome. We appreciate those. We read them. I try to respond to them if somebody emails us. Um, and sometimes people do that. And that's really nice. So thank you, everybody who has done it. Yeah, we, re- we really do uh, appreciate that. Um, and thanks. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Get your morph on. Get, 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 get your morph on. <laughs> Start saying get, get your morph on whenever I read a Laffy Taffy joke at a wedding or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You do, you do a lot of Laffy Taffy work at weddings? Is that a... Uh, oh, yeah. Is that a thing? I got, I got, I'm, I'm a lot of people's Laffy Taffy guy I, um, for, for weddings. You gotta have the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have, I've been to so few weddings in my entire life um, that I, it's, it's like every time I hear a story about like, oh, I'm, I had to do this at a wedding. I just I, It could be true. I have no idea. I've seen so, heard so many people say so many ridiculous things that I, I don't know what's true about weddings anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually how many. It's been a long time since I've uh, been married or gone to a wedding and who even knows what they'll be like now in uh in covid times i so. just assume that it's all like jim and pam's wedding from like people doing dances and cutting off ties and you know the whole thing so yeah yeah like a little too quirky yeah everything got zoe dashnelled exactly to yeah too but too many people with hard rimmed glasses i don't like it yes. <laughs> how dare you celebrate your love when you're dressed in this way in this way <laughs> sell me an artisanal soap Bye, everybody. We're, we're going to end this. Bye. <laughs>